Welcome to the drunk tank. Take a shot and much thanks for you coming out tonight. Have a seat and come in, yeah. Now turn the lights down low. Drinks are in the back, we're about to start the show. Okay, landed and killed in the land of the free. Coming together to spread all the peace. There's more to the story than you'll ever see. Hear up both sides before you just agree. Some of it's funny and some of it's deep. Open your mind and I can't guarantee that we will leave you on the edge of your seats. Now over the docks and a man for CC, okay. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Doc Ryan here with your uh Weekly short version of the podcast we call Shots here on the Drunk Tank. So, uh, if you're new to the podcast, this is our shortened version of the podcast, which usually goes live on Twitch and YouTube, but it's currently on hiatus because I'm still living in a tent in my friend's backyard after moving back in June. Hopefully that'll be remedied, but we're not here to talk about that right now. We're here to give you a quick tasty little uh tasty little throwback of uh of the podcast this week so uh as i said i am dox ryan my partner is chrissy c and uh this is your shot for the week so what are we going to talk about for the next 15 to 20 minutes before we drop a happy ending on you well um honestly i don't know it's it's been a long day i drove a long time in the heat with no air conditioning and my brain's kind of fried but we'll endeavor to press on so what's been on my mind lately what what, what are we talking about tonight well let's talk about uh being homeless because that's something that's a, a thing and what am i talking about homelessness i'm talking about legit you ain't got no home bro because out here in oregon that's a reality for a lot of people um Back where I come from in Wisconsin, I didn't see homelessness uh, like I see it out here. Though, trust me, I I worked in a homeless shelter back in my, uh, I'd say, early 20s. So, I've, I've seen homelessness, but I've not seen homelessness like this. Like, literally, there are people who are living in tent cities... Uh, who are living in their cars, who are packing their stuff in bikes and 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 fucking uh, wagons. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Doc's homelessness is a thing because it it is. And it's it's a problem. Fucking right, it's a problem. But what what I'm talking about is is the homelessness. We're like, I've been out here a month. A month, a month and a week, and it's crazy, man. I've never seen homelessness like this before. And it's it's not just your people you think are homeless. They're, like, I've seen kids and, and families living in pickup trucks and, like, tent cities down by the river and... And underpasses on the freeway when I'm going to and from the bigger cities, and I don't know, man. It's it's been my, it's been on my mind lately because technically, if you if you want to get really really technical, I'm my girlfriend and I are homeless and our kids too. Like we live right now, we're we're crashing on my friend's property 
they've got a half acre and they got a bunch of animals on the farm and they let us go in the house and shower and we have meals together and use their laundry facilities and whatnot but in the end like they at any time they could be like hey there's a tent have at it like and bernadette and i we tend to stay in the tent when the weather's not you know brutally hot murderous as it has been the last week or two you know i'm living in a three-room tent um in my friend's backyard and i'm better than 99 percent of the people i've seen this month or last month really like i i don't know man i'm i'm a little shocked because i saw homelessness when i went to when i went to colorado to visit my my dad and my brother and my stepmother and you know it was oh you know don't you know don't give them money because it just encourages the other ones and I, I could see that as as a thing. Sorry, I smacked my back. Uh, bugs. I'm actually out in the tent right now because um, the workshop is a little hot. So, but yeah, man, it's nuts, man. The other day I saw a dad and his son walking their dog. I was like, oh, that's you know, and they looked fine, you know, t-shirt, shorts, sneakers. You know, kid looked like he was happy. And I was sitting with my daughter, Merck, and we were eating, you know, we were eating a sandwich, or I think we had gone to McDonald's or something. And I was like, oh, look, they're out for a walk. And about two minutes later, they got into this pickup truck that was tarped off in the back and beat the shit. And it was this moment of, like, what the fuck? Because... I don't, like I said, I've, I've seen the homelessness back home. Like, I've seen the, the people in the parks and stuff, but, like, I've not seen it to this extent because, like, I've never seen a tent city. Like, I've never seen that. And then, like, I drove to the bigger city a couple times, and that's, like, it's this, there's this tents, man tents and cars and, and boxes and and it's out in the open and I guess I guess in a way I'm a little taken aback because of the media depictions of homelessness but lately because I'm in the situation I am and, and don't get me wrong like I am I am not classifying myself as like in any way shape or form homeless on that level because we I mean if shit got bad Troy and Amanda would move us in the house right they'd be like just fuck that come in the house and we did we moved back into the house for a week because the temperature outside was god ridiculous so I mean I'm not homeless like that level of homeless but I am to a lesser extent homeless but not like that, man. And it's been on my mind because I haven't seen it like I've seen it here. Like, it's crazy. Again, I, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not bagging on these people. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute because I want to address some of the stereotypes that some people might say. 
I saw a woman probably in her 30s or 40s, like the same age, a little older than me. She had a little cart, a little like pull-along cart, and a backpack, and a dog, and a cat, and she was just walking nowhere. She didn't have nowhere to go. And it hit me that, like, this... We talk about a lot of things on the podcast. We talk about media. We talk about... We've talked about police brutality. We've talked about... We've talked about so many topics. So many divisive topics, right? We've talked about medical science. We've, we've talked about all this shit. And we've talked about the pandemic, you know, the, the COVID, the Rona, the, the, the CVID, whatever you want to call it, we've talked about it. But we never really talked about homelessness because I don't think Chris or I and I don't I don't mean to speak for Chris and if he was here he'd be like, oh Doc, you know I He'd do his bit and ramble on in undecipherable ways. But I'm, I don't think we've really addressed homelessness. And I, I, don't get me wrong, I, I've been homeless on a couple occasions. Like, I've been homeless with my mom and my siblings where we lived in a motel, two beds, and in what can only be described as a sleeping fuck, which is... For those of you that don't know what that type of motel is, you, just, you roll up, you sleep, bang, and go. Like, it's seedy, it's, it's not clean, but there was a roof over our head, and we had a little fridge. We did that for two months and while I was in high school, and I was embarrassed to tell my friends, right? And then after that, uh, when I was like 19, my mom kicked me out. And for stupid reasons, like really like pathetic reasons. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to throw shade at my mom, but it was fucking retarded and it was all her fault. Uh, you know. I'll go into detail of that story some other time, but yeah, that was totally her fault. But during that time, I was homeless. I, I bounced from shelter, shelter, friend's house to friend's house. Relatives to relatives. I even slept behind businesses. Like, so so I've been there. I've been there. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it this month. Like, I just, maybe it's because I got kids. Or maybe it's because it's so prevalent here. It's everywhere. Like, I don't go a day in my town or on the roadside where I don't see, like, a tent city or debris. The cops are picking up from homeless people. And and it just kind of makes me angry and sad. And here's where we talk about the stereotypes. Like, everybody's like, oh, docs, well, they're... They're homeless because they didn't pay their bills or they're drug addicts or they're, or they're, you know, crazy. I'm not, I'm not a scientist, you know, and I haven't looked at the numbers 
But I'll guarantee you that maybe, maybe 5% of those people are crazy or drug addicts or, or, you know, what their homelessness is their fault, right? But I'll, 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 I'll bet you my bank account that the, the common or the most, the most reliable reason why people are homeless is because life took a shit. Life took a shit on them and they haven't been able to recover. They're just, life was like, hey, fuck you. And it was just shit sandwich after shit sandwich and these people couldn't recover. And they haven't had a chance to recover, right? And I know because I've worked in a homeless shelter. I, I talked to some of these people years and years ago. You know, there was a story of a guy who got divorced and lost everything. His vindictive wife got everything and he was homeless. Man was a fucking businessman at one point making bank. And she got it all. He didn't say the reason they got divorced, so maybe rightly so she got it all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, like, exonerate her, but the guy was doing everything he could, and he just couldn't get his, couldn't get his shit together. Because in order to get a house and get a job, it costs money, right? You got to have nice clothes, and you got to have a vehicle, you got to have access to a shower. Nowadays, you got to have access to a phone. It's crazy. And... Here's the part where you go, well, Docs, what are you doing about it if you feel so bad about it? Bitch, I'm using my platform right now, right now, to raise awareness, to tell you about what I see and how it upsets me. And and maybe in the next two minutes, give you an idea of how we can fix this. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe one of you listens to the shot and says, wow, you know, maybe I can make a difference. Maybe you don't, but maybe it makes you think twice about the guy sitting on the corner with a dog holding a sign that says yeah, help. Now I'm not advocating that you give the guy your money, right? Because there's that old proverb give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man a fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. But here's, here's what I think. We can do more. Homelessness is a society problem. It's, it's a problem that we can solve because we have tools to do so. We've got tax incentives. We've got uh, eminent domain where we can claim tracts of land and, and defunct housing. We could do stuff. And, and what I mean by that is our politicians, when they're not soulless, bankrupt, morally dejected assholes, and I'm not just talking about the dudes in fucking Washington, I'm talking about the fucking assholes in your local governments that don't want to address the problem. Because I drive around my town and I've seen abandoned houses and abandoned buildings. What is stopping you as a city from reclaiming those houses, fixing them up, and setting up programs that incentivize helping homeless? What are you, what are you doing with shithead landlords who are slumlord fuckheads who don't take care of their property and fucking treat over, over, over mortgage, over rent their people, right? Take their fucking shit and repurpose it. Instead of like voting for a new fucking fountain or a statue or, or spending millions of dollars on 
that must have attraction for the city. Why don't we allocate some funds to building like tiny houses? Because the tiny house program, especially for veterans, has has proven to work upwards of like 95% or higher more effective that if given a tiny home access to services, like real legitimate access to services, those people in those tiny homes leave those tiny homes and don't come back. Because they're not stomped on. They're not smashed into the ground. They're not beaten down and have obstacles put in their path at every goddamn turn. We need more like that. And, you know, a big part of homelessness is our veterans. Our veterans, our kids. And what are we doing? What are we doing? Some politician just bought a fucking house, a, a fourth house. What the fuck are we doing? it pisses me off because I don't people make oh well they're just gonna go buy booze yeah some of them because you gave them 20 bucks you think you give somebody on their worst day $20 and they're gonna oh I'm gonna go buy a pair of shoes you can't buy a fucking pair of shoes That'll get you a job interview for $20. You can't buy a pair of jeans for $20. So yeah, they're going to go get a fucking sandwich from McDonald's. And they're going to get a bottle of booze because their life is in fucking Guttersville. And nobody actually wants to do anything to help them. But there are programs, proven programs, that not only are here in the U.S., but have been proven to work across the world. Reclaiming... uh, Defunct businesses and turning them into like safe haven homes. The tiny home project. Ah, implore you guys do the research and reach out to people in power because we are the richest nation in the world here in the U.S. Right? Quote unquote. Everybody likes to say, "Well, we're the richest. We're the richest country in the world, Dax." Yeah. And what do we do with it? What do we do with all that money? We buy politicians' houses. We fund foreign wars. We prop up dictators and regimes that are will help interests. And, and I know, I know, here you go. Docs, you're getting political. No, I'm not. Docs ain't political. These are fucking facts. Look them up. Every politician... Is bought and sold by these mega corporations. Do you think Jeff Bezos needs to go to fucking space? The dude makes more in a second than I'll make in a lifetime, unless the podcast pops off. And this motherfucker went to space. He had a dick measuring contest with Elon Musk and Richard Branson. And by the way, who gives a fuck? But Docs, the privatization of, of space travel means it'll it'll. Further, further the humanity's goals to reach the stars. And, and you're going to leave motherfuckers in the dirt. I don't know. I don't know. Like, this seems basic to me. 
There are kids who are going hungry. There are moms and dads who can't have a safe spot for their for their kids. There are veterans who serve our countries and sacrifice everything. There are refugees who leave horrendous conditions to what? End up on our streets? Yeah, it's better. They're on our streets, right? They have services where wherever they are, maybe they're not getting killed by a cartel or or they're not getting kidnapped by jihadis or they're not getting you know treated like second class citizens with no country or whatever, whatever the case may be. But they damn sure ain't getting the better life that they fucking trek thousands of miles on foot or in a boat or in a fucking canoe or or in the back of a semi for. Oh, Docs is a bleeding heart liberal. No. I want humans to thrive. I want us to find a balance between our animal brothers and sisters and our real brothers and sisters. And I want the people in power or the people who make these fucking millions and trillions of dollars to wake the fuck up. Because without you and me and anybody else, name name a name. Those corporations don't run. Those those products don't get bought. Those politicians don't got constituents to vote them in the office. But we got to do something. Because kids and families and veterans and refugees and people who had life shit on them for reasons beyond their control, or help. maybe if they did fuck their lives up, maybe they got hooked on heroin or, or fucking something and they couldn't do it and they ended up on skid row, whatever it is. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve a shot. They don't deserve a shot to be cleaned up. They don't deserve a shot to have a, 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 a meal. Well, docs, there's lots of programs in place. Yeah, with eight fucking million tons of roadblocks. Read this form. Get this paperwork. I know. I'm in the middle of it right now. Well, if you want to get food assistance, you need this paperwork and that paperwork and this paperwork. And I can't go into my local office because they don't have paper anymore. It's all online. Do you think some veteran who lost his leg and is living in the fucking back alley behind the McDonald's has got access to the fucking internet? Or do you think some fucking... Haitian family that jumped on a fucking raft and crossed the fucking gulf with all its dangers has a fucking iPhone? The answer is no, by the way, if you're fucking curious. I'm not advocating shit should be free, right? Things have to be funded. Things have to go through the proper channels. But can we fucking reallocate some of those funds why are we paying millions millions and trillions and billions of dollars in foreign aid to countries that fund wars and have warlords and and cartels where the money that we send them doesn't even get to the people it's earmarked to help Docs is political again no i'm being a fucking humanist and if you think i'm being political about this shit why don't you stick your head up your ass and keep watching MSNBC and Fox News and Breitbart and whatever left-wing bullshit you read about. Because you've, you've lost focus on what the goal is. I 
I didn't plan this to be as antagonistic as it's coming off. I'm just... I'm pissed off at myself and what I see around me because I didn't know it was this bad. I didn't I didn't fucking think about it. I didn't even see it. I see it over here though. Somebody's about to get yelled at. But anyway, I rambled on a little long. Let's uh let's move on to the happy ending, shall we? Uh, happy ending is brought to you by the Good News Network dot uh, org, and it's called Chemists Find Breakthrough Treatment in Alzheimer's and Parkinson's that Protects Brain Cells from Amyloid Plaque. Now, for those of you that are followers of the podcast, you'll know we discussed a similar story uh, way back in the day, <laughs> uh, the early days of the podcast, where we talked about what is Alzheimer's and what is Parkinson's. And basically what it is is as the brain ages, these amyloid plaque structures build up in the neuroreceptors of the brain, therefore causing them to slow down and they're firing and all the other whatnot. Basically it causes, you know, your brain to basically slow down and shut down and whatnot. But New studies come out. Russian scientists have synthesized chemical compounds that can stop the degeneration of neurons in Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and other severe brain pathologies such as traumatic brain injury. And what that means is these new molecules of the pyroli, pyroli and indolizing classes activate intercellular mechanisms to combat one of the main causes of aged brain diseases and excess of so-called amyloid structures that accumulate in the human brain with age. Basically, these chemicals basically attack those amyloid structures and um, protect the brain from them. How do they do that, you ask? Well, glad you asked. Uh, experts from various institutes, including the Ural Federal University, took part in a study published by the European Journal of Medi- Medicinal Chemistry. Qu- uh, in quotes, it says, Our compounds activate synthesis of specific heat shock proteins that cause the, their accumulation in the cell, said co-author and professor of organic biology. can even pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to try. So what does that mean? Uh, the chemical compounds activate heat shock proteins. Well, what do heat shock proteins do? Well, glad you asked again. Proteins of this type make it possible to protect neural tissue from excess toxic amyloids and to protect cells from various types of stress, including proteotoxic stress characteristics of neurodegenerative diseases. All right, so, I'm not a scientist, but I'm going to break it down like this. Basically, these chemicals activate... Uh, specific proteins uh, along the lines of what are called heat shock proteins and we talked about heat shock proteins in another story basically a heat shock protein is your body is given uh, is exposed to excesses amounts of heat your cells then produce what are called heat shock proteins which then provide defensive and protective uh, barriers to your organs and whatnot and they allow your cells to acclimate to lots of pressure or lots of heat right so the more heat shock proteins in your system the more defense mechanisms they have 
So these chemicals in this new Russian uh, study produces those enzymes, but for the brain tissue, thus giving your brain tissue the benefit of those heat shock proteins. And basically, I would assume from the article of burning and cleansing the amyloid plaque from the neural uh, cells as well as uh, preventing, uh, providing a barrier for those uh, neurons to not have the amyloid plaque build structures around them. So, it's a really dope article, and uh, Alzheimer's and Parkinson are, are really nasty diseases that ravage a lot of people. Like, those, those diseases just take you from you. Like, one minute you're yourself, and the next minute you, you're dribbling into a cup. Like, it's it's terrifying. It's, it's actually something that I'm terrified of. But that's another podcast where we talk about uh, fears, like legitimate fears. But, hey, man, if these, if these new chemical compounds can produce things like they say, and the other study we talked about months ago can do what it does, and, again, I think that study also said that it was uh, finding a way to get rid of the amyloid plaque in the cells too. So it seems like the new medicine or research is targeting the neurodegeneration and not the symptoms. And I think that is the key to this new research is you you target the neurodegeneration, not the symptoms. Because all too often in, in Western medicine specifically... We, we're a for-profit healthcare system, and we, there's a saying, and, and I don't know if it's legit or not, but it's, you can make, you treat the disease, don't cure it, because in the end, you make more money treating the disease than you do curing the disease, and it's cynical, and it's bullshit, and it's probably real, some big pharma dickhead probably said it, but, I ramble on, this is the happy ending, um, it looks like the study is moving forward with uh, preclinical testing, which means they're they're on to like let's let's do this shit for real. So that's awesome. I, I I love stories like this, and I think more stories like this need to come about. And the cool thing about this story is it comes out of Russia, and over here in America we're like eh, Russia's bad, Putin. Eh. When you know the Russian people aren't bad, you get scientists like this who are like yeah alzheimer's and parkinson's are a bitch let's do something about it well they're doing something about it uh something to keep our eye on definitely like we said with the other alzheimer's stuff oh the other benefit before i forget um the important advantage they go on to list the important advantages of these compounds the important advantages of the compounds of this series of pyroly and indoly lazing classes are a profitable synthesis technology and low toxicity okay what that means is they're easy to make right they're easy to make so you can make a good profit off them and they're low on the toxicity spectrum so medicine you you have to weigh the benefits of how bad it's gonna jack your system up right we know that chemotherapy and radiation has a high toxicity if you got cancer, the big C is going to rip through your system and kind of like mess you all up while it eradicates the cancer. So they would have a high toxicity. 
These new Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and traumatic brain injury compounds that activate those heat shock proteins are displaying a low toxicity. Um, and that's that's even better news. So again, I'm not a scientist. I'm just a guy on the internet with, you know, a big brain and an open mind. Um, so please, by all means, check out the article, especially if you got someone close to you or you know, you've been touched by one of these diseases, my heart goes out to you. But that being said, Chris is going to kill me. This motherfucker is already 32 minutes long. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to... I'm going to call it end of this episode. I know it was a little longer than the shot. Chris will probably edit it down a couple minutes because I did some ums and some silences. But my name is Dr. Ryan. My partner is Chrissy C. This is the Drunk Tank Shots. It is our weekly shot size version of the podcast of things we couldn't cover in the podcast, topics that we went we didn't reach, anything that kind of caught our interest, piqued our passions or whatnot. So... I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry it ran a little long. I got a little I got a little heated about homelessness and I think going forward I think I'm gonna try and do some stuff locally to try and help out. Maybe. I don't know. Once I get a house or somewhere more stable. But uh yeah, I appreciate you guys listening. If you have any questions, comments, you can reach us at the drunktank.com hyphen between drunk and tank. You can reach me on Twitter, uh, at Docs Ryan, you can reach me at Twitch at Docs Ryan, you can reach out to me on YouTube, you can reach Chrissy C at Chrissy C 90 on Twitter, on his Twitch, like, be part of the conversation, we want to hear it, uh, let us, let me know if I'm just talking junk science, or if I'm wrong, or whatever, because this is a conversation, and I want to know what your thoughts are, so, I'll talk to you guys later, uh, I never know how to end these, uh, later, I guess, bye.